What is going on? Episode 28, wow, of the Media Captain Podcast. Stephanie Parks here. And Jason Parks. We are ready to go, but before we do, we're going to ask you a quick favor. Please leave us a review. We've been getting some really awesome ones, and these literally make our week. So do us a favor. If you like what you hear, if this has been helpful for you, leave us a review. Tell your friends so we can spread the word. And also, just randomly, I, for some reason, love hearing about people's coffee patterns. Like for me, my cups of coffee are 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 1 p.m., and sometimes 7 p.m. Except for today, he had one at 5 p.m. At 5 p.m. But I like hearing people's coffee routines. So if you tweet at the media captain, um, I'm going to start a conversation with you just on coffee routines. So I'm excited to hear that also. Wow, didn't know that was coming. Yep, yep. All right, so episode 28 of the Media Captain Podcast, we are going to be talking about competitors and how you can spy on your competitors to improve your digital marketing. Big, bad competitors. All right. We all have them. We all have them, and some people... <laughs> I was getting too close to the microphone, and Stephanie just, like, scooted me away. All right, so in regards to competitors, we're, I mean, you got to break it down by different channels, right? So you have paid... You have social and you have organic. And those are three, at least of the digital channels. Um, so we're going to talk about how you can track your competitors. Uh, I'm sure everybody out there, they do Google searches and they're looking to see where they rank for their product, for their service, locally, nationally, however they do it. Jason and I do this on a daily basis. We just Google our businesses, see where we are. It changes, you know, where we want to see every day for every keyword, whether it's changing, what's happening. Well, on, honestly, I I mean, I used to. Jason does it much more than me. I've done it recently, but that's a whole other story. But I mean, one of the main things is that if you have a good software, you can learn so much. So the, let's start off on the SEO side of things. Search engine optimization, that's how well you rank on Google. We have definitely done a few podcasts on this. So if you want to hear more in depth, go back into the earlier episodes and listen to our, our SEO podcasts. And we love SEO. Yeah, we, we do, sometimes. And uh, other times we hate it. True. Because uh, you're at the mercy of Google, but... Um, you Again, know, that's another story. Another, another story. Uh, but in terms of... Google, the reason organic <laughs> is so <laughs> Stephanie and I are like sitting at, like so close to each very other very close right now. yeah but the reason that organic is so important is obviously because it's earned placement which means you don't have to pay per click uh, so the first spot on Google organically you will get a 33% click through rate the second spot on Google you will have an 8% click through rate uh, I'm sorry a 16% click through rate the third spot you will have an 8 Obviously, the difference between one to two to three is dramatic, and it just keeps falling off after that. So to retain that top placement is very, very important. Um, and so one of the tools that we use for SEO tracking, I'm going to give you two. There's Moz and there's SEMrush. I would say Moz is more for beginner level um, SEOs. If you just have one account and you want to monitor your one website, Moz is a great tool where you can throw in your SEO keywords to track how well they rank. Um, so for the media captain, we are a local business in Columbus. You know, we, we work with clients nationwide, but for the most part, our SEO strategy goes after Columbus. We track keywords like Columbus SEO Company, Columbus Digital Marketing Agency, Columbus Web Design Company, and we have all of these keywords. But the beauty of these softwares is you can put competitors in and it will show you where you stack up versus the competitors. It's really cool and it's really important to, to be able to see that. And as soon as you start your business or as soon as you listen to this podcast and you figure out that you are able to do it, 
do it because you want to be able to track how you're doing from the beginning and, and then as you go on year over year, month over month. So one of the simple things to look at, so let's say you're on the second page of Google in the number 11 position and your competitor is in the number four position, right? And let's say, I'm just throwing it out there, let's say it's for SEO services in um, my favorite city, Omaha, Nebraska. And I say my favorite city because I use that as a reference for like any Google search. Um, but if your competitor is outranking you, the first thing that you wanna do, look at their title tag on that page. And you can right click and view the page source and you can see what- Right click on their homepage and view the, when you're on their homepage. Or not their homepage, on, on, on any- And any page and view the page source. And that is like one of the most important SEO factors. So literally if you have um, just SEO, like top rated SEO company and you're on the second page of Google and your competitor is in the number four spot and they have top Omaha SEO company, that could be a huge difference where if you just adjust the title tag, you might move up like three or four spots just because you're missing a glaring issue like that. It's pretty crazy how when you start looking at these things, there are these little tiny things that you can change to make a huge difference. And, and so another example, and that's obviously on like the B2B side, on the agency side, another example that we did all from getting keyword data within SEMrush is one of the products that we carry on the Durham Warehouse site. The name of the brand is VI Durham. And we realized that we were at like the bottom of the first page of Google. So I'll let Stephanie kind of talk about the strategy that we did based off of getting that data because we realized that there's not a ton of competition and we could, um, you know, we felt like there was a room to, to improve on that. So what we did with VI Derm is there were several different products of, the, of theirs that were pretty much on the cusp of doing really well, but we weren't quite there yet. So the first thing we did was we wrote a blog for our site. And we mentioned some of these products in the blog on our site. And we did we linked internally to those products from the blog. Then we have really good relationships with all of the brands that we worked with. So we reached out to VI Derm and we said, we want Dr. Parks, who's our dad, who's a dermatologist. Dr. Parks wants to write a blog about- Shout, shout out Dr. P. What up? <laughs> We want, doc, Dr. Parks wants to write a blog about his favorite VI Derm products. Of course, we were like, Dr. Parks loves VI Derm. He recommends it to all of his patients, and he wants to put something together for you to post on your website with his recommendations and his favorite products. So we put this blog together, and we gave it to them, and we had to double check because at first they took out all of our links to the products on our site and they linked to the products on their own site and we said no this wasn't the deal hold on i think i gotta i gotta backtrack here so a couple things if you go back to podcast episode 25 i talked about eat um and that is uh, establishing authority and trust so our our, How did you remember what number that was? I, I just remembered it. Uh, well, 25 is like a big number, yeah, so I just re I just remembered that. So um, I, I just remember that that's one of the podcasts that you did without me. Yeah, that was. That's <laughs> why I remember it's so enjoyable. No. Um, yeah, so establishing authority and trust, you want to make sure that Google loves when there's an authoritative figure that's writing the content. Um or that's contributing the content. So in our case for Durham Warehouse, we have that authoritative figure 
with our dad, who's a certi- you know board certified dermatologist, and that was one of the ways that we were able to contribute onto VI Derm's website. The other thing Stephanie was talking about was when we were writing content on our own blog. Um, and internal linking is super important. Backlinks are the foundation of Google's algorithm. If you go back to episode one, another easy number to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, one you, in twenty-five. Wow, we're really hitting all the highlights here. If you go back to episode one, we talk about the core foundation of Google's algorithm, and it all is predicated based off of back. Links. And so if you have external links coming to your site, that shows authority to Google. So we have we wrote a external blog on VI Derm site that is linking back to Derm Warehouse. But internal links are really important also because it shows Google there's like a natural path from one page to another and people are clicking on those internal links. And so we also wrote an internal blog. And so what we did before was we tracked these keywords and we weren't using Moz at the time we were using the other software that Jason hasn't spoken about yet I talked about SEMrush oh you did yeah I missed that I must have just like blocked blocked it out yeah so SEMrush are you sure yeah that's what happens when you take eight whiskey shots during the pot (laughs) no I'm joking we're just drinking coffee okay I'm drinking tea actually (laughs) (laughs) so we put the keywords for all of the we put the product names as keywords in SEMrush and we tracked to see what their progress was from you know, before we posted both of the blogs to after. And we saw a lot of improvement after getting both of those blogs up. Yeah, and, and so that's one thing where, like, that was one small tactic that we were able to, you know, that, that was brought to the forefront within SEM Rush, and then we, um, you know, a- acted accordingly on that. And that's something that we're starting to do more on the Durham Warehouse site is taking our popular products and writing blogs about them and trying to contribute content somewhere else also about those same products. Yeah, and blogging so important. I don't think we've really done a great podcast on blogging, so we'll put that on. Should I write it down? No, I'll I'll remember it. We'll do it as another memorable number, maybe 30, but we'll put that on the list. We're almost there. And we'll put that on the list. Um, Okay. So that's on like the SEO side where you can track your competitor keywords. Um, We talked about title tags. We talked about strategies where you could do something like an internal blog. Obviously there's like on-site optimization that you can do. um, And all of this, the, the whole main point going back to the competitors is that you need to be tracking the keywords for yourself and the same keywords for your competitors to see where you're how you're measuring up to them and get an honest opinion ask a friend or a family member or you know an employee maybe like a secretary just ask them to look at a competitor's website compare a, a, a a service page from their website to your website and see hey which one's more informative which one has more personality which one flows better and you know like a lot of times people are like shit my competitor's like literally kicking my ass and i need to step you know i need to step things up Okay, so next up PPC. on the competitor for the competitors is PPC. And PPC is re- there's a lot of interesting things that you can look at to see your competitors. My favorite Well, and again, PPC pay-per-click advertising. This is when you're paying per click. Yes. So, my favorite is Auction Insights. Uh, the best. It's I feel like people don't know about it, but it's just so cool. So, within your entire account or within each individual campaign in your accounts, you can click on, there's a tab for the auction insights and it basically shows you everybody who is bidding on, or everybody who has, yeah, everyone who's bidding on the keywords that you're bidding on. Sorry, Stephanie looked at me and I just shook my head no for some reason and I wasn't (laughs) telling her she was wrong, but she just like, she like froze. So auction insights, 
amazing. So when Stephanie says that you can do it at the like you can do it for your entire what it you can do it for your entire account or you can do it for like one keyword. Yeah. And so you can what it does one keyword, one campaign. But it takes it from the keyword. It takes it from the keyword. The keyword. So like let's say you have Columbus SEO company. You have ten variations of Columbus SEO company. Uh, Columbus SEO expert. Columbus SEO company. Um, you know, top Columbus SEO agency. All of those. It's taking those keywords and it's showing you how often your ads are showing versus competitors. And it's it's just really cool how it displays it. It just puts it in a list from top to bottom. Who's getting? the most of the search impression share down to the least, and you can see where you are in the list. Well, I love it because, look, as an agency owner, clients are trying to call you out all the time. Like, I'm just on the edge, ready to fire back. And on PPC, people are always worried about their competitors, and they're like, oh my gosh, my competitor's always outranking me. They're spending so much more money than me. I literally pull up Auction Insight, and I'm like... Actually. I'm like, hey, Tom, actually, uh, we have a 53% auction insight your competitor has a 26 so our ads are populating twice as much as as your competitor something really sad though is that one of my other favorite things to kind of gauge where you're at versus other people is going away on the ppc side and and i'm sad i'm pissed i just i'm going through a lot of emotions right now the change hasn't happened yet so september 30th we'll come back and see how i'm feeling then but the column in Google Ads for the average position is going away. So right now you can see that based on for each keyword, based on your maximum cost per click, you can see approximately where you're showing up. So if you're in the 1.5 position, that means you're showing up at the top of the page and you're doing really well. You're getting a lot of a lot of um, visibility for that keyword. If you're in the sixth position or the 3.4 like I see a lot of 3.4. If you're in 3.4 position, you're not at the top. And that doesn't mean that people aren't seeing your ads, but they're not seeing them at the top of your page, which means that your competitors are bidding higher than you and they are showing up before you. Sadly, that's going away, so I won't discuss it anymore. And there's other tools like SpyFu, Espionage. I mean, there's other tools that uh, you know, we'll show you what the projected ad spend is, but really, like in terms of an accuracy percentage, it, percentage, I always go based off of Auction Insights and not those third-party software. And you can also look at search impression share, but Auction Insights is really the best because not only can you see like where you measure up to competitor competitors generally, you can literally see who those competitors are, and it's so cool. Yeah, and then moving over to social media, honestly, from like a I would say social media is more, it more relies on just like the naked eye versus getting any like data points or anything along those lines. So I think for that, like social is pretty simple. Uh, I think you could- The naked eye. The naked eye. I I think for social, you look at the Facebook page, um, you look at the, uh, the Instagram page, but like really to see what's going on in their like ads manager, I don't know of a software and if anybody knows it, just- tweet at me at the media captain but like a software that shows the ad spend amount on social um so i i would say we're definitely more versed on on adwords and the seo side in terms of like tracking competitors but i think on social it's very visible to see are they posting good content how's the engagement are they boosting the posts um you know and what's the overall reach on that front also if you visit a competitor's website are they retargeting to you um are they asking are they 
capturing emails and, and, and you know getting you set up in an email automation. So um, you know those are kind of ways with social that you can gauge uh, what your competitors are doing. Stephanie, I'm going to tell you a secret about Stephanie. She like she like hates Facebook Ads Manager. So she it's not a secret. It's it, yeah. She I'll, I'll wear a T-shirt that says that. So I'll be like, hey, and then I realize I'm like, she's just not gonna. <laughs> she's not. She'll do anything in Google. She'll do anything in Amazon. She'll do anything um, SEO related. But like, I don't know why. When it comes to when it comes to Facebook Ads Manager, she's just like. Sometimes Screw it. you just got to set your boundaries and say, hey. Don't cross this line. <laughs> and that, that line for me is Facebook Ads Manager. Yeah. I was that way with Amazon ads, and then I learned it. But Not um, really. Yeah, did you? I don't know. You still come to me with all the questions. Yeah, well, at least we have our, our – at least I'm more versed on Facebook. You're more versed on, on, on Amazon. Yeah, we try to, you know, really yeah. diversify ourselves. So there's – I mean, going back to just, like, the competitors, there's um, – there, there's just a lot of different uh, don't obsess over your competitors obviously but there's just a lot of good like when people are like I never look at what maybe, my comp- maybe something that we should talk about for a second is with Google Ads and I know a lot of clients ask ask this to us um, should I bid on my competitors name oh my god I did I did you see my LinkedIn video no <laughs> no I only got like I only got like three likes on it um, so I don't think anybody saw it but <laughs> The other day, somebody bid on the media captain's branded key, a competitor bid on the media captain for the first time. So and how'd you know? I did a Google search for the media captain, and I okay. saw our competitor on there, and I was like, and I've done this talk with competitors all the time, and then it happened to me, and it was like a, a punch in the gut, and I was like, holy shit. So then there was like two days where I went, and I was like, I'm like, F this, I am not bidding on my brand name, even though I never tell that to my clients, I just you get this sense of pride when people are like bidding on your brand name that you should not have to pay for it. And then day three, I was like, screw it. I'm setting up a branded PPC campaign. When I was setting up that branded PPC campaign, I actually got really excited because I had so many characters to work with and I was able to like craft the message for the media captain exactly how I wanted to. And I was able to put site link extensions to our most popular services. And I was able to put call out extensions that we were like BBB certified and that we've won the UpCity award and like these different things. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, it's my brand name and I have to pay money on this, but I'm fine paying a month when I know that there's a chance that I can convert better because the ad is just so much better than like what you would get on the the homepage. Well, let's take this back a step. A lot of companies do bid on their own brand name. Like for Durham Warehouse, we spend a good amount of money each month on bit, you know, with our branded ads and they do really well for us and there are definitely competitors that bid on our our brand name. Um, but let's say, you know, let's say you're already bidding on your own name do you want to just go in and and bid on your competitor's name I, I, I say no I um, say no also. And, and my reason for this is because it, I mean it's pretty simple when you think of somebody searching for a competitor there's a high chance that a they might already be a client or a customer B that they're just calling into customer service to inquire about something um, so there's a lot of I would say two out of three clicks for competitors they have no intention of going anywhere else. They're just trying to get an answer to a question or, you know, something along those lines. So I... But also, you, I, in my opinion, my reasoning is a little different. You don't want to get into a war with with your competitors. You know, they see that, that you're bidding on their name and they want to bid on... on and it's just not something yeah. that I ever want to mess with. Yeah, to me, it's not so much about the war. To me, it's more about, like, 
I don't think that I, I think there's such a high probability that people drop off when they go to your site yeah. because they think Actually, it's a competitor site. You know, I mean, I mean, think of for Durham Warehouse, how many people would just come for questions on on re- returns? Well, and it's, on- it's interesting because I and I haven't really thought about it like this until now. But technically, we do bid on competitor keywords for Durham Warehouse because we bid on every single brand. And I get a ton of calls that it's like, is this you know how can I speak to somebody from you know whatever X Y Z brand? And I'm like, oh, we're Durham Warehouse, but we're a reseller of the brand. Um, so obviously we get business from it because they're looking to buy from different places. And I never really thought of it like that until now. But that's a little different. It's different. It's different. Yeah. Um, but technically we do it. Yeah. So, man, we've really, I mean, we've covered a couple things on this, on, on competitors. A, from an SEO perspective, use a tool like SEMrush or Moz. Um, on the PPC side, auction insights on social the good old naked eye and then also, you know also make sure that you have ownership of your brand name because competitors may be stealing traffic and regardless of whether or not you want to go after competitors make sure at least that you're the top ranked one in in the ads and on organic for a keyword like the media captain or Durham warehouse yes yes to everything that he said yes 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 all right guys come on go ahead leave us please 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 leave us a review we're trying to get to 30 um 30 five-star ratings and we're close but not there yet so um we feel like we should get a review for every podcast and right now we're behind i think we have 23 or 24 reviews on on podcast 28 so oh man come on guys help us out help us out and uh yeah thanks so much for listening and for your support and we'll be back with 